as if. Looking out a dirty old window, outside the cars in the city go rushing by. I sit here alone and I wonder why. Friday night and everyone's moving. I can feel the heat, but it's soothing and heading down. I Hello, this is Minute 60 of As If, the podcast about Clueless, where we talk about Clueless minute by minute. I am Darren, your host, and with me today is Hannah. Hello, Hannah. I came back from yesterday. I wasn't sure. <laughs> And Ashley. Hello, Ashley. Hi. We are starting the minute with, uh, we're in, I'm assuming it is um, Thingamajig's car. Uh, Josh's car. Josh, yeah. Yeah, Josh's car. I assume it's Josh's car because it's the one he picked uh, He picked uh, Cher up in when she got stranded by the roadside earlier. He is he's suggesting that it would be dope if they got some food for the lawyers. And then we finish the minute with him kind of about to explain what is going on with his mother's new husband um uh, which is after a kind of a super a super emotional conversation or i don't know actually we'll 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 we'll, we'll get there when we get there but um first of all we have uh the midnight snacks so it's midnight i'm assuming that Cher is using that accurately or rather than just using it as like a, a term yeah. But given how given how tired Ty was, I'm assuming it is around midnight. And apparently the lawyers and daddy were way grateful for these snacks. Um, Can we all just call him daddy? <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Hannah. <laughs> and, and even even at midnight, even at midnight on what I'm assuming is a Saturday... Cher is still pushing the oranges and <laughs> the vitamin C. Poor and Mel. She's still, oh. And she's still discouraged. Mel, like, grabs his huge... Daddy, no! He grabs his huge sandwich and he's like, mmm, meat. <laughs> and then she's like, no, you can't have it. <laughs> she's like slapping it out of his hand and putting it back into the container. Yeah, so like, that's a fun little scene because it kind of, like, you know, we know how much Mel is making an hour. He's making $500 an hour. He's, you know, he's getting paid for his troubles. And, um, you know, it's kind of like, um, I think some people have said this in previous minutes, but whenever you have someone who's like, you know, in a super high powered job, you rarely, you like, you might see like 30 seconds of them doing that job to justify them having like all the money, but with Mel. Yes, no, sell, buy. Yeah, yeah. But with with Mel, he, he seems to be like either angry because he's just finished work or angry because he's doing work or like he he's always in a constant state of doing something um and you know here they've got like a table full of documents and you know all the different guys and um it, they've been it's been featured in the film previously but we get a kind of glimpse of the Starbucks cups now oh my god the, let's talk about oh, this oh really the weird we I totally missed this yeah like there's there's like five or six of those little four container you know the little cardboard things that hold four cups and we actually get now all of the now a new like obviously if you do a product placement in a film generally uh you turn your apple laptop towards the screen as you type so everyone can see the <laughs> apple logo because that's the point of product placement or um, as on the recent couple of series of the Mindy Project, you point your Windows computer at the screen so everyone can see you tapping the start button and you know moving the tiles around or whatever you do with a Windows. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so like with project placement, usually you point stuff at the camera so everyone can see what's going on. 
But with this, they've actually turned all the Starbucks logos away. So they're kind of, so you can tell they're Starbucks mugs, but you can't see the Starbucks logo properly because it's it's turned in and I don't know what's going on with it. obviously they didn't you know, this was like nineteen ninety five, Starbucks wasn't huge. Uh, but still it's an unusual yeah. it's an unusual thing that they've done. Um, well, what's what's really distracting with those cups is they're so empty. And <laughs> there was a few weeks ago there was a, a slate article about um, unrealistic acting with empty coffee cups on TV. Oh, and oh yes! And, and there's actually like a hashtag on Twitter, hashtag empty cup awards, where people point out some of this really bad acting with empty cups. And this was just, I saw this and I was just, it was, it's egregious. Like there's four of them. And I don't know what the actor's doing when he's, like he, he doesn't seem to have a clear path as to if he's picking them up or putting them down or moving them somewhere. And they're just so obviously empty. Uh, and like as as a focal point of this pan, right? Like you you have all these yeah. hands grabbing chip bags and all that. Like why wouldn't you just put a little bit of water in them? Come on, guys! It's very yeah. very minor, sound. I don't even. Know. It's irritating. As it as it goes over, the the kind of cups get knocked to one side. Like they just get the person pushes and they just move and they don't. There's no. There's clearly no weight in them. Yeah. And it is. It just doesn't look terrible. <laughs> it is one of those things where you can tell when people have got empty cups because um, like. If something has weight in it, your arm moves different to how stuff doesn't have weight in it. Mm -hmm. and it and it's... Also, if you're like around like incredibly important depots, <laughs> like you wouldn't be just like <laughs> willy nilly pushing cups of hot coffee yeah. around. Like you would be like taking care to make sure you know it it was away from things or you 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 weren't knocking into yeah. it. And you know, yeah. I, I I can't think of any TV show or movie where um, I, I've I've noticed that a cup is full and that's because you're not supposed to notice because it's completely natural and you won't notice but empty cups yeah. are just like they're it's like someone's highlighted them on the screen they're so obvious Gil oh it's a gilmore girls is like an amazing one of that it's just them like being the yeah swinging their arms around and swing, yeah. <laughs> yeah having them like in those carrying things and they're just like gesturing wildly <laughs> with like I'm like, oh god, you're gonna have third degree burns. I mean, I understand why they don't do it because obviously, if you're doing something over and over again, and you're doing more and more takes or something, then obviously it's just gonna get yeah. cold, and people aren't gonna want to drink it because it's gonna taste disgusting. But yeah, just put a bit of water in, just make it look a bit more difficult. But in this yeah. pan, we we get a bag of Fritos, we get a couple of bags of uh, Doritos, mm -hmm. we get uh, classic what a, logo. Yeah, we get the uh, we get Lay's. Uh, now I'm gonna I'm gonna like obviously um, what with there being a, a slight international difference here, um, you know the difference between what constitutes a chip and what constitutes a crisp, um, and Lay's they actually now own um, Walker's Crisps, which was like the biggest crisp company over here, mm -hmm. um, and so what 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 is what is sold as a Lay's potato chip over here is just Walker's Crisps. And they are right. essentially the exact same thing. So, <laughs> but it's well, it's funny. It's funny that kind of Lay's bought out Walkers, um, but they also own Doritos. Um, so it's a it's a complicated. And they're both owned by Pepsi. So you know. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's all it's like layers on yeah. layers. Yeah, it's all... Lay's on Lay's. When I when I lived in London, um, I went to the grocery store. And uh, there was some prepackaged guacamole, and I thought, oh, I love that as a snack. And I bought it, and it was very gross. And I looked at the ingredients, and among all kinds of ingredients that really shouldn't be there um, was cinnamon. Explain that oh. one. <laughs> 
So it doesn't surprise me that you guys just call <laughs> answer for your country. When we when we cut to the next scene, which is uh, which starts with Cher's voiceover saying, uh, "I know it sounds mental, uh, but sometimes I have more fun vegging out than when I'm partying. Maybe it's because my party clothes are so binding." Um, which you know, I think we is a little bit. Of a, to. Which is a bit of a comment on the Calvin Klein dress that she was she was just in. Mm-hmm. Um, but we get Great we, dress. we cut. Oh, it was, uh, fa- do you know what that dress is so popular because they like Calvin Klein stopped making that dress on a number of occasions. But every few years there'll be like a surge where people are like, "Can I have that dress out of Clueless?" And Calvin Klein basically have to start making the dress again. Oh my for gosh. like for like oh, a, wow. kind of six months and then people kind of like die down and then it comes back and it's like it's one of those dresses that they stop making but they just have to keep like redoing mm-hmm. um because it's so popular but yeah so you know we get we get sharon josh now josh has got a gigantic bowl in front of him like huge he's not sharing <laughs> he's not sharing at all he's like downing it i don't i i don't think share would i don't know i you know i guess she's eaten junk food in the past but i don't know that she would want any uh what appear to be cheetos that uh, how could Josh's... she not want cheetos well, <laughs> well josh is kind of like he's eating his cheetos and as she's like brushing her hair the hair keeps like almost getting into the bowl Oh, um, that uh, every time I watch that, like he's like sticking <laughs> the bowl under her hair. And as someone who has thick blonde hair, I know what happens when you comb it out. Like it's just it's hair gonna, oh, everywhere. So yeah, he's yeah. eating mm-hmm. Cheetos covered in hair. Yeah, pretty much. But what's funny is his, his kind of right hand, which is towards the camera, has already got kind of like orange fingers. Mm-hmm. So like I think this is like this is obviously not the first take of them doing this because his thumb and fingers are already covered in this Cheeto dust and clearly there's no way of getting it off like between takes so they've just they've just been like just keep it on you know like just have orange fingers um, but we get uh, kind of like to me this is kind of this kind of highlights the kind of the relationship between Josh and Cher which up until this point has kind of been a little bit adversarial. Um, you know, like, mm-hmm. and he he picked her up kind of reluctantly when he was trying to get it on with Heather, um, you know, and obviously he was never going to leave her stranded, but still, you know, like he he wasn't happy about having to go do that, um, even if she did kind of take Heather down a peg or two, which is obviously a very fun scene, mm-hmm. um, and you know he he was the one who followed her to the party, um, uh, and obviously he he you know he offered to give Ty and share the lift home. So now he has Christian's marker, as we discussed. Um, but in this scene, we kind of uh, we get a little bit of an insight into his relationship with his mother, which kind of explains why he's here. Because at the beginning of the film, you know, Mel was like, Josh has come in and Cher was like, why? You know, like you were barely married to his mother five years ago. Um, and then here we, we start in this scene and a little bit more tomorrow. We kind of get an idea of how their relationship works. Where Gail, uh, which is um, which, Cher helpfully yells her name when she answers the phone. <laughs> She's like, "Hi, Gail." Hi, Gail. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Josh is immediately like, "No, no, no, I'm not here." Um, you know, it's a very, very short call, but she's like, you know, is my son there cleaning out your refrigerator? And he's like, "No, no, you should try the dorms." It's like, "All right, bye." And then obviously, people also get on films for not doing this, which is having people say goodbye at the end of phone calls. But right. she says goodbye. She says bye bye. She do. hangs up the phone. Yeah. yeah. So it's a it's a polite phone call. Um, 
And in that, you see that obviously there's some kind of trouble going on between Josh and his parent and his new stepdad. Um, now, um, like obviously, we can get into that a lot more tomorrow because kind of we get the proper conversation about that. Uh, but we get here an indication of what time of year it is. Because previously we had a party that took place at what appeared to be Christmas time uh, because of the Christmas decorations everywhere. And now he's saying that, um, you know, Josh is saying that Gail wants him to come home for spring break. So we're kind of getting close, closer to the end of the school year um, as we're about to reach one hour of the film. So it's kind of an indication of, of where we are in terms of the time. Um, but also we get a little bit of the playfulness where um, <laughs> Josh is like, how many hours a day do you spend grooming yourself and share in what is possibly one of my favourite moments in the film, it just starts poking at Josh's face saying, some people are not lucky enough to be as naturally adorable as you. And Paul Rudd... Kind I of... have notes about this. <laughs> and Paul and Rudd... my note is just, Alicia Silverstone equals so adorable. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have underneath it, that pout though. She has an adorable mm -hmm. little pout. Yeah, and when, when Josh is like, stop her. it, you're making me blush. I think Paul Rudd's kind of like reading of that line where he kind of just keeps... Completely still, and he's just like, stop it, you're making me blush. I think that's just, like, my favourite moment. But it shows that, like, all the kind of, like, kind of fake fighting stuff that they've been doing throughout the film has kind of, uh, you know, that they've known each other at least five years, which in Cher's life is a third of her life. So, uh, you know, they, like, although, although people don't want to think of them as brother and sister uh, because of what happens later on in the film, you know, they have a sort of bond as as kind of brother and sister and this is kind of one of the, this is a kind of one of the best scenes for seeing that but with like some affection you know we've had like yeah. the marky mark speech and all that kind of stuff you know we've had jokey kind of adversarial relationship but this is kind of the softer side of that relationship and this is where it's becoming flirting right? like their teasing is yeah becoming more, is, is kind of going in the direction of flirting this is the first scene where i was i remember being like i i kind of am like i can see the chemistry mm -hmm. like before this you it's clear that they're kind of the end goal for the relationship and up until that point i'm like i just don't get it like i don't see what how they could fit or what how they could ever like each other and but this is the first one the first scene where i'm just like i can see like i i, I can see i've seen couples like that uh, that just like you know even though they're so different and there's like an age gap and everything that they do get along and they make each other laugh about their differences. And I just think they can tease each other. There's like a real easy relationship there. And that's like, this is the first time where I'm like, I can get on board with this. I, I can see them hooking up by the end of this. I can, I want them to hook up. By the end of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think this is something that, um, like they're, 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 um, I don't, uh, I don't know how to explain it. Like, the fact that they are ex-brother and sister um, is something that some people have an issue with. Um, but this is actually based on Amy Heckling's grandparents were stepbrother and stepsister. So they weren't related in any way. Their parents married and then they married and, you know, had the people who had... Uh, Amy Heckling. So this is this is this is, this is this is this is a this is a big change from the novel because, as has been discussed in earlier minutes in the novel, you know he the the Josh character is is a friend of is a, is a brother of a 
uh, you know, uh, he's like a stepbrother-in-law. Like it's a, it's it's a, a normal kind of, you know, they're not related in any way, and it's clearly not related. And you know, there's a relationship right. from an, another relationship. You know, the the kind of connection is slightly different. But it, when Amy of... Heckling did it, she changed it to something that was actually from her own life. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, well, that's that's surprising because normally in those novels, um, you know, the the characters are a little bit more closely related than we in our contemporary society would enjoy. Yeah. Like all this talk of cousins, yeah, um, yeah. and to have that actually reversed here. So in in the contemporary film, they're ex step yes. siblings. Well, like in the Prime Prejudice, she's supposed to like marry her cousin, and and obviously that doesn't happen. But yeah, like they're they like to keep it in the family. <laughs> Yep. Well, you know, Her, Her Majesty currently reigning on the throne, though obviously um, we record this slightly ahead of time. So um, if she has died by the time we reach July, um, then, you know. It, <laughs> but anyway, Her Majesty, who recently turned 90, she's married to her second cousin. Prince Philip is her second cousin. They are cousins, you know. It's like, And, uh, and that's so... probably like the least gross incest from like the the the, uh, oh the long God. line of, of british monarchs yeah. yeah if you get yeah it, it's funny because like when queen victoria had uh, a number of her children which she had with the explicit purpose of marrying them to as many different royal families in europe as she possibly could and she succeeded with that because basically if you go back to queen victoria there are like something like 17 different royal families currently in europe who she had she ended up get, having her kids marry into so wow. you know they did very well Jeez. in that regard um but a lot of those were like second or third cousins of queen victoria anyway so um uh, you know so it wasn't like they were going that far out to find uh you know a relation to get married to but yeah so um i think that's kind of like about as much as there is in this minute because you know it's kind of we get you know the stuff with the lawyers uh, you know, we get Cher again pushing the healthy stuff on her dad. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then taking the Cheetos on the other. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then putting the hair in them for Josh. Um, <laughs> so, Gross. so I was going to say, um, who is your favorite character in this film? Uh, I'm going to start with Hannah. Hannah, who's your favorite character? Um, well, I in this scene in particular, I do identify with Josh a lot. <laughs> Um, I mean, share obviously, like, everybody, I want to be share, and But I, I gotta say, I, I kind of identify with Josh, um, especially here, because he, when he's like, yeah, that would be so dope. Um, <laughs> I, I, because I, I'm a librarian, and I work with teens, and I constantly feel, who are, like, 10 years younger than me, which isn't, like, that much, but at their age, yeah, like, it's a huge difference. But I, I am constantly like, is fleek something we say? Is that cool? And they're like, like please just leave us alone. It's just Instagram. Or like, I'm like, Snapchat. Like, and they're like doing Snapchat and there's like dogs on their faces. And I'm like, is, what is this now? How does this work? And I just really identify with Josh, like kind of out of his element with all these high school kids. And, um, and the, yeah, just like. The gap is even I, smaller I, as well for him because he's only. Like he's meant to be um, college freshman, so he's only meant to be like eighteen. So he's oh, only like a yeah. So he's only I, like I, a few I, well, years I've ahead. never been sure, and it, that that grossed me out more than their supposed <laughs> step sibling kind of relationship. 
Yeah, I actually just started thinking about that now. Maybe I don't know. Okay, maybe I'm going to say, take that back. I don't identify with that. Um, I don't know. I, I honestly, I. It's hard to say who is your favorite, it, or like it's. They're so great. I mean, I love. Ty is like who I probably was in high school. Um, I I don't know. I can say like who my character I don't think I would like is and it's I gotta say it's kind of Christian I I feel like if in real life like I said I've I've said I think in previous minutes I knew a lot of guys like Christian in college and I don't think I would I feel like he would be like a friend of me like I I he kind of is condescending to her we'll get that in the next minute but yeah I think he can be kind of condescending and I'm never really sure if he's like laughing at her or mm-hmm. or what and he's not very sincere no so i'm always like i don't really know how i would i, I feel like he would be somebody would be like i would get along with him but i don't think i would be like very close with him <laughs> and like about this as, a, as a character like obviously christian just can't be like listen girl there's a reason why this isn't gonna happen um but i think he could play it a little bit better like he acts like a little too surprised when she tries to seduce him and it's like come on like there's you've got to you've got to like be a little bit more straightforward with her i think christian having yeah. having missed the entire kind of like first half of the year and just coming in like now i think he knows he like he sees straight away she's popular and he's like mm-hmm. that's the person who i need to be close to right to right. be popular like it's almost like a calculated move of like and if she isn't picking up on the signs that he's gay then he's just like well I don't, he doesn't, he doesn't feel the need to out himself. Like he's not hiding mm-hmm. it. He's just, he's just being friends with her. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing that he actually does in any of these minutes that indicates that he's romantically interested in her. It's all in a sim. In, and I've got to say this, kind of echoes what happens with Elton where Elton seems to think there's a romantic interest coming from Cher where Cher is just acting like a friend. And um christian is doing the same christian is acting like a friend to her you know like taking her out to a party Mm -hmm. you know saying let's go to this after hours thing like like he's he's just being and as we'll see in a couple of minutes time you know when he left her saying i'll call you tomorrow he meant i'll call you tomorrow (laughs) like he 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 isn't he isn't leading her on darren are are you trying to make us feel bad for these friend-zoned dudes <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just saying no, because like, because Christian hasn't been friend zoned in any way, has he? He like he's literally just acting like a, he's he he sees that she's popular and he wants to be popular at school. You know, if you if you were a kid who came in halfway through the year and you basically don't know anyone, I mean, Mr. Hall didn't even know who Christian was. You know, he had to ask. He's like, who is this Christian? Um, you know, so I think Christian's just like, well, this girl seems popular. I'll be friends with her. And then he. Well, I don't know if is he trying to be friends with her or is he trying to. This is okay. This is one of the things we maybe we should say this for tomorrow because I feel like we're getting into that. But I, I just, I was thinking this last night when I was watching the movie and I was trying to think. They never really make it clear. Well, they kind of ease off on it. I think after their night, they ease off on this. But like, it seems almost like he. I could not tell if he was in the closet or not, or if he's trying to like make share his. Like his beard or his protector oh, almost yeah yeah kind of like hiding behind the thought that like 
insinuating that um, they could be, there's some interest between Mm -hmm. them, but not really acting on it. But, you know, leading people to think, oh, they are, they could, they're, 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 they like each other. But I, I can't really tell. He doesn't seem to be hiding it from anybody else. He's, I mean, here's the thing. When Cher does her montage of sending stuff to herself and eating chocolate and showing a bit of skin and all that kind of stuff, he's disinterested all the way through. He just sits there reading books and turning down chocolate and he doesn't, he doesn't take part in it. He just watches her and he's like, oh, okay. Um, so I, I he seemed almost amused, mm-hmm. I thought. It's almost like he knew what she was doing. <laughs> yeah, I, I think yeah. I, I, that's kind of why I like was like, he's like, oh, you poor girl. Yeah, <laughs> I feel bad know. for Cher. Yeah. Well. I was Cher in high school. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I think we've covered everything in this minute. And obviously, um, you know, we're eager to get into uh, Josh's speech tomorrow where he kind of uh, lets us know how bad his home life has been. Um, as bad as a home life can be where you have essentially two mansions to pick from. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, uh, do you have anything to plug, uh, Hannah? Um, follow me on Twitter, Scarlet Opera, or I have Instagram. I probably use that more. Follow me on Instagram at Scarlet Opera, or else you can just look up H Vandura. Um, I just plug summer reading again, guys. There's adult <laughs> programs too. So read, read, read. I'm, I'm so Ashley? glad you, you said that, Hannah, because I, I I was a little worried that maybe the the child audience of this podcast is a bit small for what you were trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many kids you're going to get out from this. <laughs> they love they love <laughs> they should they should. Um, I'll just I'll just plug my my Twitter handle again at ae underscore Chalinor. Okay, and you can hear me on previous episodes of As If and Cast Next Door and Talking Cast and stage of fools um and we will see you all tomorrow uh where we can get into the the emotional depths of uh josh's terrible terrible home life uh so uh, i hope you can both join me then uh of course otherwise oh, yeah yeah otherwise we're finished goodbye bye Thanks for listening to this episode of As If, the podcast all about Clueless. It's produced and edited by Darren Husted. This episode was hosted by me, Darren Husted, with my guests, Ashley Chalner and Hannah Van Dura. Like us on Facebook at As If, the podcast. Follow us on Twitter at As If underscore podcast. And follow us on Instagram, As If podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes or the podcasting app of your choice. And please rate and review if you enjoy. Clueless is owned by Paramount Pictures. No infringement is intended. All rights reserved. Copyright 2016.